Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. And this is our show. Yes, it is. So today, we travel through time, Mary. We traveled an hour into the future while we were asleep. That was uh, disorienting. It always is. Are you less disoriented uh, during the fall? When, when the fall back, when you gain the hour? Oh, yeah, that's great. That's great <laughs> to gain the hour. But the springing forward is not, not so great. No, it's terrible. You know, we, we took my grandmother out to do uh, errands and whatnot. Yeah, and that was terrible, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to be there at 10, and, uh, you know, time had moved an hour overnight. Uh, I was like, oh, it actually is 10 o'clock right now. So we were running a little late. Well, we had to take her out. Then we had to take her home. Because the guys come with the remote for her bed. No, no, they had the remote. Your uncle fixed the remote. Well, what would they need the guy for, then? The bed. The remote was fixed, but the bed was broken? Um, he's coming with the bed? Apparently they did not leave the bed? I'm not no, sure. No, they had the bed. They had the bed? They had the bed. I don't know why he was coming. Because your grandmother kept... At first I thought she said he was coming with a bid. No, he was coming about the bed. But and he coming, had. I thought she said with the bed. No, because they had the bed. But it was the remote that made the bed do whatever therapeutic things it's supposed to do. That okay, wasn't working. I don't know. You're, she confuses me. All I know is your uncle made her come home. Yep. And then we so had to pick her up we again. we took her out. She got the one thing. And we took her home so she could be there to see the guy or gal. I think it was a guy. It was a guy. And then she called us afterwards to take her out to do the rest of it. It was kind of nice breaking it up, though. Yes. Because usually when we run errands with my grandmother... Um, she, she she takes her time in the store. Yeah. Boy, does she have... And, and maybe we go... Maybe it's not the most efficient route through the store that, that she plots. Um, I just remember the tops. She wanted tops. To go with her pants. To go with her pants that she had just bought. Yeah. Were we there for over an hour? In it the was, same little teeny tiny area and we kept going back and forth. It was about two hours, back. yeah. Was it two hours? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Back and forth, and it was a tiny area. But see, we had a little break in between. It's like an intermission. Yes, today we did. Yeah, so we that didn't was, that day. So what we need to do is arrange with my uncle to to have her have to come home like halfway through. <laughs> we get a little break, and then we pick her up again. Okay. Get the rest of the stuff done. Even if we had been there on time, there's no way we would have. We wouldn't have gotten everything yeah, done before no she way. had to be back. That was the time travel situation. Now it wasn't super. I mean, it was disorienting, but it wasn't as bad as, say, when I was working or you were working in an office. And really, we can kind of do whatever we want. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do whatever we want. Not, not till 10. <laughs> no. no. Well, you do, but... I... No, actually, so actually, I'm like awake by 8 or 8.30. I'm going to be out of bed <laughs> until 9.30 or 10. <laughs> I might be answering emails on, on my phone and preparing for the day and listening and saying, is Mary up yet? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll stay until Mary gets up. I'll get up a little bit later. You know. Yeah, you don't get up when I get up. Sometimes I do. Usually shortly after. Unless I uh, had a rough night or I was up late working on something. Mm-hmm. Then I'll you know, stay in a little bit later. But, um, you know, generally I'm, I'm up before noon. Like a long time before noon. Except for the times when you're not. 
This is being cut out of the podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, next thing. So I went on Saturday to Oakland University for the Metro Detroit Gamers WinterCon, where I uh, demoed a couple games. I drove you up. You dropped did. you off and came back and picked you up. Yeah, I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. You know, it's difficult being away from you. You know, when I'm at a convention like that, I'm teaching something, I have something to focus on, but I don't oh, I don't feel that I'm at my best without you there with me. Uh, I feel incomplete. But uh, but I did uh, run uh, a playtest for Westphalia, a six-player negotiation game. We had six players. I, well, I was one of them, so I guess five players plus one Tom. And it went really well. Uh, it was the best test I've, I've had on, on it yet. Uh, the previous tests, uh, certain parts of it felt like it was there, like the negotiation was there, but the military element wasn't quite where it needed to be, or the pacing wasn't quite where it needed to be, or the incentives weren't quite what they needed to be. And really, all of that was working this time. And uh, I think there might be a couple more tweaks to make, and maybe some, some balance tweaks, you know, to get the math right. But the dynamics are there, and the mechanisms are working. Yeah, I was I was happy when you told me about that. You know, because I've been working on this game for... I mean, I started working on this over a year ago. I, I would say the first playtest we had was fine. I know that there were a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But everybody seemed to be trying. Mm-hmm. The second one was bad. Yeah, well, the second one we had, yeah. uh, we had a, a player who is not into negotiations. Well, and they didn't want to be there. and Yeah, that became evident. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I appreciate the person showing up, I guess, to help us out, but it wasn't really a whole lot of help. Thankfully, they, they don't listen to this podcast, so they won't, you know, hear themselves identified on, on you know, by our description there. But, uh, but it kind of threw off the whole thing, yeah. really, because the six factions kind of balance each other out and interact with each other in different ways. And if one of them isn't doing anything the whole game, the whole thing falls apart. This is why it has to be a six player game, you know, it can't scale. You know, people have said, well, you know, that sounds interesting, but I'm not going to have six people to play this with. Can can it scale? So five people can play it if you don't have six players or four people. And uh, really, no, because all the factions balance each other and interact with each other. And once you take one of them out or, you know, two of them out, the, the whole the whole thing falls apart. And that makes it not a super commercial game, but it was a super commercial game. You know, we, I don't know if we'd be doing it. So, yeah, this is a game for six players. And if you aren't going to have six players or if you're not going to have uh, people who like negotiation games, uh, this isn't for you. Uh, please don't don't buy it. Definitely. I mean, I mean if you buy yeah. it, we'll, you buy it, we'll still send it to you. We'll still take your money. But, I mean, you probably should yeah, definitely get don't something buy better for your if group. If you don't like negotiation games or if your group doesn't like negotiation games and you're the only one who does. Unless you have a secret group who likes negotiation games. You know, you're cheating on your group with another group. Cut that out. Let's stay in it. That's funny. Uh, um, and then uh, the answer after the test, uh, the, the other thing I did is I ran a play of Infamous Traffic, which I haven't played Infamous Traffic in... Quite a while. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so I had to kind of refresh myself on that and... Uh, Teach we, the game. we keep moving forward with new games, and the old games get left behind. Yeah, I mean, I, I have trouble remembering the r- rules to my own games, 
let alone the other games we published. So it's a four-player game, and three of the players enjoyed it. Uh, one of the players uh, very early on, on the first round, they they spent a, they put a lot of money in to boost up for the season, and then they got a, a negative one uh, gambling debt, and that was their prize card. Then they had like no money, no revenue to do things with. They were not in a, in a great situation, pretty much the whole game. And he yeah. uh, was like, it's, it, "There's no comeback mechanism here, is there?" I'm like, no, that's not really this game. It's a mean game. It's a mean game, and it's yeah. a fragile game. And I think the other three people who came to play it were at least somewhat familiar with it, and familiar with it, that's what they're in for. I'm not sure if that guy was. And he was like, "Oh, this looks cool. I'll sign up for this." Uh, it's always interesting when this weird stuff that we do interacts with broader segments of, of, of the gaming public because the stuff that we value aren't necessarily what they value. Yeah, I'm always terrified of something we do going mainstream, really, because like, I, I can't imagine some like a mainstream audience really digging into table battles or this guilty land or something. I think it would no. really put them off. We're too far out. Yeah, so it goes. Yeah. I'm not going to fault anybody for no. what they like. Yeah, it's just not what we do. Yeah, it, it like like I come back to table battles a lot and the mandatory reactions and people who really hate that and I, I get them hating, I get that, but it's an essential feature of the design. It's like saying that the tomato soup tastes too much like tomato. You might not like tomato soup. You might not like tomato. Don't don't get the tomato soup. But I wouldn't complain that tomato soup. Tastes too much like tomato. I would say, hey, I, I don't like tomato. You know, I do like tomato because tomato's great. Pineapple's gross. Pineapple's nice. Sweet potato's gross. Sweet potatoes are nice. Oh, they're all gross. You are so finicky. I'm not finicky. Eat tomatoes. You do eat tomatoes. And beets and turnips. I can list all sorts of vegetables that I eat, and there's like two that I don't. Two oh, that there's, I, there are a lot no, more. No, there are two that I don't, which are sweet potatoes and pineapple. Corn. I eat corn. Which is actually a grain. You won't eat it. I, I have eaten it. You, you ate, I don't know when the last time does, was that does you corn, ate it. Does cornbread count? No. Cause it's, are you sure? You do eat a lot more vegetables than you used to. I will say that. Yeah. Mostly I eat vegetables. Mostly your vegetable was White Castle. No. That wasn't a vegetable. I mean, there's <laughs> onion. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's definitely it's got onion on a it. serving yeah. of vegetables in there, yeah. but... Well, it's not a serving. They put a lot of onions on those burgers. I don't know. So yeah, that that, that was uh, that was a nice uh, test, nice uh, game day. I did miss you a lot, though. I I am sort of not looking forward to this trip I'm taking to Dallas for for uh, trains and chet, which uh, I'm also gonna be testing with Folly there. And I'm looking forward to it in that hey, they're fun people, and I'm gonna get some testing done, and I I, I like these people and hanging out with them, but. You will be here, and I'll be there, which is like at least, I don't know, 200 miles away or something. A lot more than that. 300 miles away, give or take, and I'll be missing you the whole time. So I'll be going to to Dallas for that for the next weekend. So we won't actually have a podcast next week. We'll be skipping a week because I won't be here until back home until Sunday evening, and I'll probably be exhausted. Nah, you'll be raring to go. I kind of doubt it because I don't really like planes all that much. They're okay. I think I, I think you had more trouble with planes than I did last year. 
when we went to conventions. But we also, I think, because we we had the jet lag, because we were you know moving three hours and our clocks were put off. That was the wrong kind of time travel. I mean, this hour time travel is bad enough. Yeah, I had a couple more hours to do it, man, and you just get queasy and everything. Uh, I had I had trouble uh, intestinally for quite a few days uh, during and after. So we're not we're not traveling people. Uh, I think we found last year going all sorts of places and hotels and the cats being here and it just it's no good. Yeah, I have to stay home because Claus is going to start new medication. Monster has medication she's on. And if if we leave, then without them having been supervised, they'll get the credit cards and buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We don't have cat handcuffs. <laughs> That's a very deep cut, Mary. <laughs> oh, I would like to add that I did not have to go to jury duty. Well, uh, the clock is telling me it's almost my bedtime, which is an hour sooner than it used to be, so I think that's enough for today. Dinosaurs, everybody. <laughs>